and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Lord, we are grateful that indeed the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and that we are grateful for your love for us, and we celebrate this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We are in Psalms 119, and Psalms 119 is one of the longest chapter in the whole Bible. And it consists of 176 verse. And uh, this 176 verse is broken down into 28, uh, 22 uh, eight-verse stanzas. And each uh, of the stanza corresponds to a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And so as I was looking through the whole Psalms 119, I was asking myself, which part of this psalm am I going to share, Lord? And so I came up with something very spiritual. As I looked at the Hebrew alphabet, I just said, I'm going to share that eight-verse stanza that corresponds to the letter of my name, which is N. And this is found in verse 105 to 112. And, you know, whichever eight-verse eight stanza we choose, the one, Psalms 119 is so rich. It's really so rich. It speaks about the word of the Lord. And really, as it speaks about the word of the Lord, its goal is that we will have an encounter with the Lord of the word. So it's not just about us going into the word of the Lord, but through the word of the Lord, we will have a face-to-face encounter with the Lord of the word. So with that said, verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn on an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my free will offering of praise, O Lord, and teach me your rules. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your testimonies are my heritage forever. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. This eight verses alone is so rich. And in fact, this eight verses gives us a peek on the, con- on the context or what the psalmist is going through. In fact, in verses 107 to 108, we see that the psalmist seemingly is going through a severe affliction. When you say a severe affliction, He is going through a circumstance or a situation that has caused him humiliation. And it's not just any affliction, it is a severe affliction, meaning exceeding in its intensity. And that's why as he, even with that, you could see that in the midst of severe affliction, he still calls out to the Lord. And I like this context because it teaches us that affliction should not cause us to run away from God, but rather rather to run to Him. And He says this, Give me life, O Lord. Because in this 
one verse, it's saying that he is experiencing severe affliction to the point of somehow death. He's just losing hope. And he's saying, give me life, O Lord. And guess what? According to your word. And this psalm is about a psalm going to the word of God, how the word of God gives life, gives vitality. And so he says, even in my severest affliction, let me not run away from you, but run towards you to ask, to, to seek life and to seek you in your word, in accordance to your word. And then in 108, it says here, accept my free will offering of praise, O Lord, and teach me your rules. This particular verse tells us that in the midst of his affliction, this psalmist still found it in, 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 in his heart to go to the temple, to give his free will offering, that going in the house of the Lord does not depend on whether we're, everything is great. I'll only go to the house of the Lord when, when everything is fine in my life. But rather, in the midst of severe affliction, it shows us that he went to the temple, gave his free will offering, and then it says this, teach, teach me your rules. Knowing that in the house of the Lord is where God's word is taught. And even today, many of us in the midst of what we are going through, sometimes we set aside going to the house of the Lord, going to church. But here we see that in the midst of severe affliction, we run to God to ask for life according to his word. And we go to the house of the Lord, continue our worship to him and to be taught his rules. In fact, this is how he views the word of God. In Psalms 119 verse 105, it says here, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I really love this one verse because it talks to us how we should look at the word, how we should embrace it day after day. And it is likened to a lamp. Why do I say day to day? Because of this. In those days, a lamp only gives you enough light for your next step. It doesn't give you light further away in the midst of a very dark surrounding. You know, unlike today, we have street lights, we have flashlight that shows us uh, the path uh, even further uh, forward. But here, when you talk about the lamp, the picture that is given to us is a lamp that gives you enough light for your next step. And the only way your path would be lighted is if you take that step so that the light would again light the next step. Meaning that we always go to the Word every single step in our life so that the word of God light gives us enough light for our next step. That this should be done uh, every single day. Uh, as often as we can, we go to the word because it is the word that gives us enough light for our next step. You know, sometimes in this world, you know, there's so much issue and challenges and so much darkness that we don't know how to proceed forward with our life. You know what the psalmist is saying? Go to his word because his word is a lamp unto our feet. It gives us enough light for our next step. 
So if you're feeling lost right now, if you're feeling as if everything is dark, then good news is we have the light. We have the light to help us take our next step. And so here in this eight verses also, it talks about if the word is going to be the light for our next steps, how are we to um, relate to it? How do we um, apprehend this word? You know, there are three important verbs within these eight verses that I want to quickly look at. In verse 106, it says here, I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. So first, it talks about how we are to keep your right, the, the righteous rules of God, His Word. So, you know, in Psalms 119, there's so many uh, words that are used to describe the Word of God. Statutes, precept, dec precepts, decrees, righteous rules, command, the law. And here it says, we are, one of the ways we relate or our attitude towards the Word is to keep the righteous Word. To keep means to treasure it. And to treasure it means to guard it within your life, that nothing should take it away. No hardships, no affliction, not even success. It's so funny how really even when we are doing great, it is the very thing that takes away the Word of God in our lives. And it says here, our attitude, we must, if we want to keep this Word of God as a light unto our path, then we are to keep it. We are to guard it. Let no situation, let nothing take away this word from us. Second, in verse 109, it says, I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The second verb I want to look at is this, I hold my life in my hand. Now, what this phrase means, I hold my life in my hand, is this. Um, that idiom, to hold one's life in one's hand, means... You're taking it upon yourself to, to um, safeguard your life. And it says here, the reason the, the psalmist was saying this, it is believed that his environment, people were hostile, hostile or, or, or enemies of the word, uh, against the word of God. And for anyone who holds on to his word, you know, you will incur their uh, disapproval and you will gain enemies simply because you're holding on to the word of God. And it may even cost your life because you're holding on to God's word. And here it says, the psalmist says, I hold my, my life in my hand. He says, I'm willing to take the risk. I'd rather hold on to God's word than my life. God's word is even more important than my life. In fact, he, he, this even alludes to the fact that God's word is his life. And that's why he says this, I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. Nothing can make him forget God's law. Not enemies of God's word, not the hostile environment, nothing. It says here, I hold my life in my hand. And last but not the least, in, in verse 112, it says, I incline my, 
my heart to perform your statutes. So here it says, I incline my heart. The word incline means to bend towards, to stretch out, and to, in everything you do, your leanings is towards obeying the statutes and performing the statutes of God. The word statutes is another term used for the word of God, which means permanent decree. That whatever God says in your life and about your life, it settles it. Nothing should have more authority over your life than the decrees of God. And that's why it's called statutes. And the, and the psalmist is saying, I incline my heart. In fact, in its original form, this verb is in past tense. I inclined my heart, meaning it's already a done deal. deal. Everything I decide, everything I think of, when I perform, when I do things, I am bent towards doing what your word is saying. So here we see that the word is indeed a lamp unto the psalmist's feet and even our feet and a light unto our path. And we should be a people who would keep it, treasure it, hold it, no matter what. Do not forget God's law and to incline our hearts towards it. That is That should be our attitude towards the word of God. Now, as I come to a close, there's something interesting about Psalms 119, especially if you look at the totality of this chapter. Many times you would somehow feel that the psalmist is speaking to the word itself. It says, I lift my hands towards your word, to your word, which means it's like worshiping the word. It talks about, oh Lord, let your word save me, help me, rescue me with your word, or rescue me, your word. So here we see that it talks about how the word is able to rescue us. And then later on in some of the verses, some part of Psalms 119, it even talks about how the word is able to give you counsel. Now, what do you notice about how the psalmist is relating to the word of God? It is as if he's relating to a person, if you think about it. And many scholars would say that it seems like the psalmist was alluding to something in the future that would be revealed to us. And lo and behold, if you look at John chapter 1, it says, and the word was with us, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And in verse 14, and the word was made flesh. The psalmist in Psalms 119 already knew somehow they had an insight that this word is not just text, but it's God and one day will become flesh so that we can have a relationship with God, with the word. And that's why we even celebrate this season because the word has been become flesh and we have to keep him, keep our relationship, treasure our relationship with him. We are to hold on to our relationship with him and we are to incline our heart to him. The word made flesh, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's continue to worship him. True.
taught us to love one another. His law is love, and His gospel is peace. Change shall He break, for the slave is our brother, and in His name. Let me speak this prayer to you as we end. In Psalms 19, verse 14, it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Lord, indeed, as we take in your word and it resides in us, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be indeed pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.